1: All right, y'all. Don't touch that dial. We had Dr. Batar on yesterday. We encored him for because I was not available. I did four lectures yesterday, Dr. Batar. Not meaning to brag or anything, but I did four lectures yesterday. <laughs> and then flew after the weekend conference where I lectured. And then flew back today. And we're doing a live show tonight. With you, my friend, advanced medicine is on, but my timing is way off. I warned everybody, tonight, don't expect good timing from me because I'm barely in my body.
0: Well, you really threw me off when you asked me to uh, actually postpone this by 24 hours, which ended up working out fine. I saw a message that came in yesterday Mm-hmm. And it said something about me being on the radio live and I'm like wait a second, did I miss it? did I get confused? I couldn't remember what was going on. So anyway, now it's all now it's all straightened
1: out. It's all making sense. it's all coming together. well, I, I want to talk about some of the the social media things you you put out because you just put out a beautiful just lay it out. I am just I'm not holding back Not that you ever hold back but sometimes you know you you lay it, it out. And it really charged up the people who have been affected by vaccines, have injured children, autism, all of the things that they know you for. But you just kind of threw it right in a beautiful, just a piece. You, you had written a response. And then you've done a video since then. But I want to get into this. This will kind of ease us into that because we had a comment of the day I didn't get to last hour. And it said, uh, this is from Diane, it says, thank you for the work you do. Vaccine aggression is terrifying. And it is frustrating that so many people are willing to dismiss the thousands upon thousands of parents who claim vaccine injury for their children as though they either don't exist or are somehow crazy or that all tens of thousands of them are only seeking monetary rewards. Hopefully people will continue to wake up and become more humane, Diane. Now, interesting, because she talked about this, and she called it vaccine aggression. Now we have we have played audio of Paul Offit admitting that vaccination itself is a violent act. Right, Offit of all people, but this vaccine aggression is not just the act of it, of vaccinating; it's the vaccine pro vaccine sycophants. It's the cultists. It's the you know undying devotion to the needle and what it represents. That there is such viciousness out there, Doctor Batar, and you've seen some of this in your you know, lifetime as a doctor when you woke up as well, and even currently this is happening.
0: Yeah, it's actually interesting how um, the manifestation of this response occurs, because first of all, I believe that a lot of the negative response and a lot of this labeling of at anti-vaxxers and some of these other derogatory comments that are made, uh, these are professional comments. These are professional, I think the term is trolls that are paid. Tr- to-
1: trolls, yes, yes. And, and astroturfers, too. They're often paid uh, to just agitate, to keep back. And, they're, and really, I believe their goal is certainly to throw people emotionally off, but they're trying to get the fence sitters to come back into the vaccine fold because they're not going to get anybody that has witnessed their child lost to vaccination to come back. They've lost them. So their best hope right. is that they can get the people on the fence. That's my perspective or belief on what they're trying to do.
0: Well, I completely agree with you, Robert, uh, and I think uh, I think you're right. That's exactly what they're trying to do. What's interesting, though, is um, I'll just let's just talk about that post that I had, mm-hmm. and it's been today's what the 29th. Yes. Okay, so this was posted at uh, on January 26th, and now reached 54,000 people it's had 11,800 and some, I don't know what this means engagements, but what's interesting, it's been shared 873 times and I think it probably speaks for itself the the, the emotional response that people had to it, and essentially what happened was I'd, I'd made a post about the flu vaccine so something we covered on the radio show a couple of weeks back, uh, maybe a month and a half, two months back and somebody basically attacked me and as, you know Typically, I don't read negative comments. I usually don't read any comments from social media, but I, for some reason, I felt compelled to respond to it. So I was advised by two post people to me, um, one a staff member, and uh, that I shouldn't really respond. And if I do respond, respond in a polite manner. And I started writing, and I just couldn't, I mean, I don't think it was really rude, but it was pretty direct. Anyway, that's the yeah. one, that's the post that. We we know that it has now been shared almost uh, uh, almost 850 times now, and then that caused uh, more questions to come in and a lot of unbelievable positive response. But there were still one or two absurd comments that were made, and so in response to those comments, that's when I decided, all right, let's put out a couple of videos. So put the first one out, yes, and that's gone um, that's gone viral, and that's basically just talking about the immune response and how the immunoglobulins that mm-hmm. are Within each human body, there's five different types, and basically talking about when they're released, and the one that uh, the fetus depends upon is IgM, which starts to be transferred to the mother uh, during the last trimester, basically, and then continues to provide natural immunity for the fetus, or for the baby, now when the The baby baby is born, for the next six six months. They
1: they talk about maternal antibodies or, you know, some kind of, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, to to your point,
0: it's IgM. It's yes. IgM. It's a maternal immuno- immunoglobulin. That's exactly yeah. what it is. there's five of them: IgA, IgE, IgD, IgS, and IgM. And IgM was the, the maternal
1: Dr. Batari, you know the concept like shooting fish in a barrel. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. It's like it's so easy. I mean, when you look at every element, aspect of the modern vaccine, you know, uh, uh, culture, I would call it, but more than that, even their so-called scientific mandates or belief systems surrounding what they're doing. One thing after another, after it's so easy to, to just crumble their whole foundation. And you brought out number one on the list that at least in the first six months, some immunologists have argued it could be two years or more before immune maturity occurs, where they can even elicit an antibody response. In other words, these children, well, actually, these babies, Robert, to be, go ahead, to
0: be, Robert. Just to be accurate, it's actually some argue have argued that it takes till the age of ten to fourteen before the immune response is matured. So you said matured. That, that can be t- after the first 10 years of life. Right. So if you're talking about the ability to mount a response versus fully matured.
1: So we're okay. talking
0: about the ability if it, to possibly start a response. And that's at the uh, earliest. I mean, that's yes. the best case
1: scenario, six months. So the, the whole basis for the entire, get them at the hep B at day one Get them at two months, four months, and six months because, as we've talked about, they admit it's about training the parents to come in to get vaccines for their kids. It doesn't even work. It can't even work. It's not physically possible based on the immune system immaturity to mount this so-called antibody response to the antigens in, in a vaccine.
0: Absolutely. The antigen antibody reaction cannot occur because the immune system is non-functional and incapable of even Mm -hmm. identifying the antigen as being formed, leave alone, then creating an antibody response to it. So you're absolutely right about that part. But here it goes worse than that, Mm -hmm. because now we're talking about not being able to actually do uh, something beneficial by giving a vaccine. But actually, the introduction of the vaccine now is instead of just maintaining status quo, we're actually going in the opposite direction now. We're giving immunosuppressives, which are supposed to be therefore preservative, but it's an immunosuppressive. So now we're taking an already fragile and compromised immune system because of just the developmental aspect, and we're now further negating it by putting immunosuppressives on board. Now, if that's not enough, now we add additional garbage in there and call it an adjuvant to say we want to stimulate the immune response. We want to hyper-attenuate the response. We want to accentuate the response. What are you accentuating the response for? It's like saying that I need to make my car faster, but you don't even have a car. You got to get make it faster.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a it's brilliant analogy. That's a beautiful image right there. So right from the get-go, from the word go, we could stop there, right? What are these vaccinologists doing? Vaccinating the first six months of life? What are they expecting to occur? It's this is not you know they they have a religious cult-like belief in their mantras, in their uh, sacrament, this needle and what's in it. Yet it can't physically produce what the whole vaccine paradigm is supposed to be producing, at least in the first six months. So what are they doing?
0: You know, this is interesting. You talked about the cult-like mentality. So they would be the the vaccine manufacturers, the vaccine uh, protagonists, the, the doctors that are talking about the research, which most of them have a conflict of interest because of the patents they own or whatever. But if you start looking... At it from a cult mentality, they're like the cult leaders, right? They're the ones that are saying, "Give us ninety percent of your revenue, and it's okay for us to have sex with the wives, and you know, it's okay to do whatever." Just to, to, I don't know what cult to do, but I'm assuming yeah. something, you know, ex- okay, eccentric like that. So they're actually propagating it, and then the rest of the world of the ones that they can, you know, you've always got the extremists. Not everybody, most people, the vast majority of people see the cult and they separate themselves from those, you know, people and stay away from them. But there's always the those that are weak-minded that fall in as they basically fall victim to the cult leader.
1: Mm-hmm. So the right. people
0: that are out there that are that are attacking us that actually have their real name—they're the cultist followers. That's basically what it comes down to because they're no longer able to discern logical sequential thought. They are mm-hmm. they, they're 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 following a religiosity type yes. aspect, just like the dogma. So. I don't. I don't really fault them for it. I, I just kind of humor it. I find it entertaining, and I've actually said that. You know, when we talked about. I, I, I actually quoted you in that article because I said, you know, as my as my friend and co-host likes to say, for advanced medicine, medicine you can't fix stupid. That's, that's really what it comes down to. You really can't fix stupid.
1: Well, and and you know, I talk about also one of their arguments is, is consensus. Well, the majority of scientists, the majority of the doctors. Since when is science a democracy? By the way, and and I po- I point out. You know, if you think consensus science is all that it's cracked up to be, hashtag Copernicus, hashtag uh, Semmelweis, hashtag Galileo, come on, just start there. And you can find example after example after example of everybody believed one thing, then one rogue doctor pointed something out that nobody wanted to hear, everybody fought against, and then eventually it's accepted as common fact. And they forget that doctors used to not wash their hands after they cut on the cadavers and delivered babies and wondered why these babies and moms were dying of sepsis.
0: Yep, you're exactly right. I mean, Wise was considered to be uh, a crazy nut, heretic, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, every person on the planet that's involved with healthcare in whatever fashion, you know, whether you're a surgeon or you're a paramedic or whatever it is in between, nobody considers it normal. In fact, it would be considered malpractice to walk into an exam room. After doing a procedure or something and not having washed your hands, and yet right. this man, two hundred and some years ago, whatever it was, and not even two hundred years ago, well, you know, died in an insane asylum where he was yeah. pushed by his own family and by Y'all, the community.
1: D- don't go practice. insane, like similar. We're up on a break. The bumper's not playing, but I hear it in my in my head. We're going to take a break. We've got more advanced medicine coming up with Doctor Rasha Batar. We'll, we'll we'll also pick apart some of these these crazy pro-vaccine arguments even more after this. You're listening to the Robert Scott Bell Show. The Robert Scott Bell Show. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Show. Each week here on The Robert Scott Bell Show, we do advanced medicine with Dr. Rashid Batar. We got the advanced medicine conference coming up. Big time in Pasadena, Los Angeles, California, Memorial Day weekend, the Saturday and Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. We'll see you all there visiting. I know I'm going to see a lot of my good friends in Southern California. So you all get your tickets. We've got links to it. Superdon's got it in the notes at robertscabell.com. You can also go to advancedmedicine.com. And, uh, oh, this is interesting. We're just talking about uh, all the things that are so easy to pick apart regarding vaccines. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. We, uh, uh-huh. the, uh the Arizona congressman, lawmaker there, Republican, what's his name here? This guy is going to be called the ultimate anti vaxxer. Did you know what he did? He's proposed a bill that would mandate the listing and revelate, revealing all ingredients, all known side effects, and the chemicals in the vaccines before children are vaccinated. Senator Paul Boyer, Republican from Phoenix, he all he wants is transparency. Tell everybody what's in them, tell what can happen, and they're going to attack him viciously. You know that's coming.
0: And it's no different than any other product, right? You have a disclaimer on a cigarette carton. You have the ingredients on a bottle of juice. You have food products, everything else that have all the facts, uh, the supplemental facts. Supplements have to have all these facts. Why can't we have the same requirements for pharmaceuticals? Oh well, we do. We have that in the in the drug inserts. Well, in the drug inserts that are written in microscopic language and that are you have uh, language that only a professional would understand. It doesn't explain everything, and it's it's just they they need to have that transparency. Like the senator, is it a senator or is it a, a congressman? Uh,
1: well, it's a state uh, a lawmaker. So I guess a congressman a or lawmaker. senator in Arizona, but. This is, again, a state issue, and I like that this is happening on the state level because good luck trying to make that on the federal level where they are completely bought lock, stock, and barrel by Big Pharma. And, you know, what is wrong with with revealing what's in a vaccine and, of course, the known side effects in a way that's not microscopically printed, that's right up in your face to say these are all the things that could happen. Now you can get to make a more fully informed decision about what goes into your child because they don't want you to know because the moment you do know – more and more of you will be asking the questions we've been asking for many years and coming to the same conclusion, that the way they run the vaccine paradigm is stupid. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more than stupid, too, the way they organize it and the way they
0: attack people. So it's interesting. It's that, criminal at that level. Well, right? The comment that, Right. That, in fact, that's one of the things, that the, the comment that was made that I responded to was that somebody had said, the, something about the measles outbreak and you know it's criminal what you're doing it, sh- it, sh- it should be handled in a criminal way so they basically accused me of being a criminal for pointing out to people about the vaccine that they should kn- know about the vaccine safety issues and what was really interesting from that comment that's why i said thank you for waking me up and uh i will respond in the, in the videos and of course that's what the, that's the viral that went viral that's the post that went viral mm-hmm. but it's interesting that some of the people that started coming out of the woodwork that i have not heard from in 10-15 years patients of mine and it's just really hard for me in fact while we're sitting here right around um live broadcast uh there's a there's a message from uh ahmed he said thank you for your medical expertise my son took your treatments for autism nine years ago amazing results you would never know today if you met him so uh ahmed thank you for making that comment but he just made that comment and pretty much every time i have done a video or a post in the last week and a half, two weeks, and had hundreds of comments coming in, I've had dozens of patients that I haven't heard from in 10, 15 years. In fact, I had one lady that sent me a picture of her son, who I treated when he was four years old. He's now mm-hmm. 17. He's got his own business, a lawn care business that has gotten so busy, he's hired three other people. So, I mean, it's just really nice, and he's getting ready to start, uh, I think, he's getting reasons in his last year of high school, um, but it's really heartwarming to a point I can't even express adequately in words when you see people coming to respond back to these naysayers and and before I have even had a chance to comment so it's in fact this woman had said uh something about peddling your unaffected cures and before I could say anything there were other people that had started responding about their
1: who had been uh, through the program and have recovered their children exactly uh you're not going to win them back Those bad guys are not going to win them back. I think they might know that, but if they can ostracize us, if they can make us so scary to those people who are not with us, they could perhaps pass draconian laws like in California where they mandate vaccines without exemption. Or criminalize not vaccinating because of a measles epidemic, even though the measles vaccine doesn't work, nor would you want it to work because it is healthier for children to get a measles infection, gain gain natural immunity, and then be well stronger in adulthood to not succumb to certain cancers, autoimmune diseases, allergies, you name it, the benefits of actually acquiring these infections as a child. I am applauding the measles outbreaks. I want more of them. I wonder if they're going to throw me off the air now. (laughs) The Robert Scott Bell Show. In all my years of radio, I've never seen anything like this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. The Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The fun doesn't end on the commercial breaks. It's just beginning. Y'all, uh, uh, listen on radio, come back and listen and watch on YouTube uh, the Robert Scott Bell Show, as well as uh, Dr. Batar is uh, blasting out through his Facebook Live as well. So we have a lot of opportunities for you to listen and share the information. And if you really appreciate it, and I know a lot of you do, you tell us, you tell Dr. Batar. Don't be shy about sharing the information. This is what they're trying to suppress you from doing. This is the censorship protocols, whether it be in uh, the the, uh, mainstream pharmaceutically conflicted media, the social media, uh, you know, the YouTubes, the chat, all of these things. You've got to do an end around it by helping your friends, families, neighbors through sharing this. So we'd ask you to do that as well. Dr. Batar, man, this is some intense times we are in, and uh, I'm loving it overall because uh i think what you know by coming through these so-called trials of fire we are strengthened by them not weakened and yes you're, there are some people right, yeah i'm sorry go ahead i was just... carry uh, carry on with that thought because i want to go into the half of the doctors considering leaving medicine and i think it plays right into this subject matter as well
0: okay well i just want to first of all say that you're absolutely right what doesn't kill you serves to make you stronger so that's an important part for us all to remember the second thing is that is directly that statement directly implied towards the vaccine aspect it's designed to strengthen us right so Mm -hmm. your comment during the break that you start making that those people are going to that are that are are going to say well if you're against vaccines then you're for disease so can you go ahead and make that comment again so that the rest of the audience can hear this because i want to I want to actually negate what you're saying. So make the mm-hmm. statement that I want to show you something. I want yeah,
1: so so over the years of talking about vaccines the way we do, the it's a straw man argument, of course, but they'll do it. They'll say, oh, so you don't like vaccines, and you must be for disease and children dying and on and on. So, you know, you never get a word in beyond that to explain the entire paradigm that is totally different in a world without vaccines. So go. Well, and you were saying that it's and
0: then the part that, I wanted to negate was, then you started to explain, but it's not that we're against va- vaccines, it's not what we're for, for disease, et cetera, et cetera. My, st- my point was to stop right there. Why are you defending and saying, it's not that we're not for disease. We need to stop and start saying, gee, it's a different angle. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking at the glass as being uh, half, half empty, empty? and yeah. trying to defend it, I'm saying it's, it's not. It's, it's more than half full. And instead of saying, well, no, we're not for pro-disease, we need to say we are for... Uh, We are anti-poison. That's what we're trying to do. To say that we're pro-disease because we're anti-vaccine is like forgetting that we're saying we're anti-poison. That's the issue. It's (laughs) anti-poison. We are for disease. That's the reason we are against vaccination, because the current way, the way it's done with the ingredients that are in it, they are poisonous to the system. How
1: crazy is is this? The world is... If the world is upside down, inside out, because we're actually put on the defensive, and we shouldn't be. To your point, Doctor Batar, exactly right. That's exactly what you know. We don't be on the defensive. We we should be we should be on the offensive. So go ahead. The, Robert, yeah, right? the the pro-vaccinators are for poisoning children. They're for intoxicating right. children. They don't understand or don't care to understand how the immune system actually works, which we revealed earlier. And Doctor Batar is let loose on that. That's what went viral in social media as well. So why are half of the doctors out there considering leaving medicine? I go back to my uncle, the medical doctor, God rest his soul, telling me when I was a teenager, don't become a doctor. He knew I wanted to be since I was a little baby, basically. I want to be a, I want to be a healer. But the only model I had was allopathic medicine. Years later, I would find homeopathy and things. But half of the docs that are now there are going, mm, I don't think I, I like this. This is not what I thought well, I was going in for. Well,
0: this is interesting, Robert, because this, ties into the last topic, but from a different perspective. So before we dive into this, I would like Mm -hmm. to ask you a question. Now, you're a very evolved and conscious person. When I made that statement, and you changed it, and you start, I heard heard a difference in your voice. Mm. And I would would invite anybody that's listening to us on Facebook or YouTube, tell me if you also noticed a difference in Robert's voice. Send a comment. Now, you tell me, Robert, yourself, did you feel a difference in your own power? As soon as we changed Oh yeah. We're, not, we're being
1: defensive. Yes, we're no not no, the anti-disease. Absolutely. That's the point. You take it, turn it back on them and you know you're in the righteous position. Then you know we talk about this. People will ask you in the last me, "Aren't you afraid, Dr. Batar? Aren't you afraid, Robert? You're speaking out?" And I'm like, "No, I just say y- you got to go with God." That's it. You got to know right. that that our our we we got a back that's way bigger than theirs. And that's you know right. that's, that's exactly that, right. Yeah, so it changes it when you're there in that, in that posture. That is very true. And that vo- vocal mannerization, mannerisms, if you will, or the strength that comes from your voice comes because you've adopted that. You're no longer, as you say, on the defensive. You are walking in righteousness.
0: That's right, because when you're in righteousness and you understand that, you know that you're willing to walk into that fire. And that was what I noticed in your voice. And I noticed that in patients, too, sometimes when they're talking, and, and you help them to just, it's a slight switch. But the, the entire energetic changes. So now we come to this particular topic of why doctors are leaving medicine. And I believe that's why, because they're put on the defensive. They went into medicine to help people. They're constantly put on the defensive. They have to fight the medical boards and the insurance companies, and they have to do things that inherently, intuitively, they don't feel right. Right? They, they, their bodies are rejecting it. It's The body knows. The mind, conscious mind may not know, but your subconscious mind, your superconscious mind, your unconscious mind does know. And it manifests that energetic, when there's a internal conflict between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind, it's going to result in pathology. And that's what's happening. So that's why half the medical profession wants to exit, because I believe they are in a constant state of conflict, whether it's a conscious conflict or a subconscious conflict or unconscious conflict. I don't know, but I believe that's why when you look at most doctors, they look depressed. They look sad. I was on a plane mm-hmm. the other day. Um, a couple months back, and I was sitting next to this guy, and we started talking. And about halfway through the flight, we asked each other what our professions are. And so when I told him I was a doctor, he, like, pushed back. He was, like, shocked. And I said, well, why, why are you surprised? He said, I have a lot of friends that are doctors. I have three family members that are doctors. My neighbors are all doctors. He goes, but you don't come across as a doctor. And I said, <laughs> what, what do you mean? And he yeah. says, you're too happy to be a doctor. He goes, <laughs> that's, everybody that's... I know that knows a doctor
1: is very, very astute observation. My goodness, wow, That's, that says a lot.
0: So I think that when you live in truth, you're going to be happier. Even though circumstances may be difficult and you may get attacked and this and that, mm-hmm. you inherently feel good. You, I, I'm, I feel good about when I, make, when I meet my maker. Mm-hmm. I, I feel good. I, I look forward to that day. And I think that's that's the truth. And whatever we're doing as a profession and personally in life, whatever in whatever manner it is, yeah, we know what's right. We know what's wrong. And as long as, and, and your definition or my definition, somebody else's definition of right and wrong may be different. But as long as we follow our definition of what's right and true, mm-hmm. and we honor that and we live in integrity. We have nothing to worry about. And I think that's the reason that doctors want to leave the profession because they're not living in integrity. They yes. know, even if they consciously aren't aware of why they want to leave or what the internal conflict is. They want to leave because they're not happy. And if they're not happy, then why are they not happy? Because they're having to live in a state of constant falsehood.
1: Right. Well, and and by the way, folks, I want to you know bring it back to that bigger picture. I've called for a separation of medicine and state many years ago. I I, I did this, and part of the problem, and it's a significant part. Some might say the root of it, but I mean it goes back to fundamental philosophy too. We go back into that realm and spirituality. Uh, Because that's what's been lost in allopathic medicine. When it became a biomechanical, you know, you're a machine and that's it, right? And it's a brilliant machine, the human body, but without the spirit flowing through it, the vital force, it's just a lump of clay, so to speak. So we look at modern medicine as it exists today from Flexner Report forward, and obviously there are things that went before that. And we recognize it's a dominant paradigm to enslave people chemically to control them. Even though there are good doctors within it, there are doctors that go into it for the right reasons, they find themselves trapped in a system that is not conducive to why they got in it in the first place. Again, you talk about the the, the, the schism, if you will, in their psyche. If it's unconscious, it could be unconscious. But when it becomes conscious, then they go, you know what, I think, I, think I need to leave because I can't do this anymore in good conscience. You're absolutely
0: right, Robert. And that's exactly why people, when... They are in that type of a state for a long period of time. Um, it's either going to be that they awaken and they evolve and they move forward from the chaos that's been created, but that's an evolutionary process, or they choose to stay, not evolve, and they create more conflict, and that's where pathology sets in, depression, and then they want to run yeah. to another profession, another place, whatever it is. So you, you can't, you know, happiness is within ourselves, and one of the easiest ways to find that happiness is to live in truth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the struggle, and we can define it as a struggle, I mean, you can put it in terms that that work for you. Uh, As we said earlier, it's designed to make you stronger, you know, refine your understanding of of, of the, the life, the principles of life itself. That's why we're here. So it's a world, a world without conflict would be more like heaven. You've already done it. You don't need the conflict anymore. We're here because we need, we need to learn stuff. And this is part of the way we do it. It's not always pleasant, not always fun. We look back at, you know, Dr. Batari, you've been through some intense experience. That's an understatement, as have I. And I look back and I said, I wouldn't be who I am today without it. As I talked about the ele- the ailments and diseases I suffered from, it's like you could have said, well, God is punishing me. Really? No, I think it was a great gift that I was allowed to screw up. So, royally. my parents were allowed to screw up, and I don't say this with angst or anger at all, that they allowed me to experience what I needed to know to learn so that I could help others in the way that I love to, that, that lights, you know, the, that fire in my heart It makes me so happy.
0: Well, and that's exactly where all of us should be, and we should understand that those experiences, in fact, I was just writing about that today uh, for the, the conflict book, the experiences that we have today and that we've had in the past and that we're going to have in the future, we as human beings tend to pass a judgment that those experiences were good or those experiences were bad. And that's where the problem lies, that all experiences, are, they're not good and they're not bad. They're just experiences, and we have to learn from that experience. It came to us for a reason. And if we can embrace that reason and try to get the message, receive the message that came to that was being presented to us, mm-hmm. without passing judgment, without adding a good or bad component to it, we're going to be so much better off.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's an amen moment, my friends. Uh, this is why we love to do advanced medicine together. Because we, again, we, we script it right down to the very letter of every word. No, obviously, we show up and this is what flows. And I hope you all enjoy. I know you do. I enjoy it as much as Dr. Batara does. And uh, coming together, whether it's on a Monday, Tuesday, or any day of the week, it's great. And we have the big advanced medicine conference. If this doesn't entice you to want to come and join us, including Bruce Lipton, cellular biologist Bruce Lipton, and others that will be with us, I, I don't know what will. Find a way, Memorial Day, to make it to the Los Angeles area. Come to Pasadena. Sign up now. Take advantage of the early bird discounts as long as they're available, and, uh, you know, we'll see you there. It's going to be very uplifting.
0: And the energy of all of us collectively, you know, of, of a few thousand people collectively, you cannot reproduce that. It's something that's unique, and I hope you come and enjoy it and experience it.
1: All right, when we uh, go into the final segment of Advanced Medicine today on the Robert Scott Bell Show, uh, Parkinson's, a mainstream medical group talking about it in ways we haven't heard before. And we'll bring that up. If we have time, there's also a cure for cancer coming out of Israel, apparently related to peptides. But the stories are there even if we don't cover them. The links are in the show notes at robertscottbell.com and advancedmedicine.com. The revolution will be broadcast. (laughs) The Robert Scott Bell Show. The Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, so you won't ever forget, we don't want you to have neurological degradation uh, diseases manifest in your body. We've talked about it over the years, uh, and there are pathways that lead to it. Inevitably, there are pathways that you know, put you on a different course in life, and you don't have to manifest it. Even if they say it's in your genes, right, you may have predispositions for things. We talk about homeopathy as miasms. But what about neurological degradation diseases? How about Parkinson's? Medical Express is covering a story. It says emerging evidence of an impending Parkinson's disease pandemic identified. And, and some of it's kind of basic. They say aging. Oh, it's all about aging. Because you're going to get old, you're going to get something. That's the argument. Now, we've pointed out that historically that's not necessarily true. In fact, people that live healthy lifestyles, vital lifestyles, eating clean food, drinking clean water and clean air and working, up to the day they die, pretty much two, three days, and then they die a natural death. They said, I'm, I've am i done it. I'm done. But this is not the way we see our Western world working, we decay slowly, disease manifests, creeps up on us, and just kind of starts breaking us down, and that's become an accepted thing called aging. Now, in this article, it was interesting, they also said, one of the reasons this neurological issue is coming up is because more people have stopped smoking. That's interesting. What? They've stopped smoking? Yeah, now they're living longer, so there's going to be more again. Age-related neurological degradation. But the final thing here, Doctor Batara, that I want you to comment on is, sh- is stunning. It's shocking. They recognize the uh, the effects of industrialization, pesticides, solvents, and heavy metals. My gosh, who's going to shut this down?
0: And this was published already in a peer-reviewed journal.
1: Yep, in the Journal of Parkinson's Disease.
0: Well, it's it's a t- uh, you know it's about time that this type of stuff became more mainstream. It was interesting that during President Obama's administration, the 2010 Presidential Cancer Report, 246 pages, I believe it was, that's really what the conclusion was, that that cancer is an environmental toxic issue that hasn't been addressed. Mm. And so they are pockets of people that are becoming more and more aware. And this comes back to what we talk about, the expression of the the genome, right? Uh, Dr. Lipton and his work with epigenetics. So very simply, we have 20,000 genes. We have 100,000 proteins. If truly the genes dictated our, if we were the victims of our genes, then there would be 100,000 genes dictating 100,000 proteins, but that's not the case. What is causing the genes to express in different proteins? Well, it's the environmental signal. So these toxins and the pesticides and the heavy metals and all the stuff that we're talking about, the external environmental aspect that affects our body is actually, uh, it's actually impacting the expression of our genetic code and then allowing it to manifest and and, uh, produce or manifest the protein that's desired based upon that environmental trigger. So we have to understand that if we want to have the best outcome of what uh, we were designed or how we were designed, we need to control that environmental trigger that's impacting our genes that's causing the protein to express in a certain manner. It's a very, very simple concept, and yet it's so profound and has been completely ignored by medicine. And this is why I believe that Dr. Lipton is going to be remembered, in the future, like a Semmelweis or a or, Galileo, or mm-hmm. because the impact of that information is so critical to understanding how to reverse pathology, chronic disease.
1: Yes. By the way, the link in the show notes today, Roberscottbell.com, you'll see Advanced Medicine Conference. It'll take you to it. Uh, I'll be there. Of course, Dr. Batar will be there, Dr. Bruce Lipton. Dale Bigtree is scheduled. I've got other folks that are going to be presenting, including our buddy Ty Bollinger, uh, Dr. Patrick uh, Quinlan, uh, Nia Peoples, yep. Doctor Robin Bernhoff. I'm seeing it's going to be an amazing lineup. What a, uplifting and a, and a rocking weekend it will be that Memorial Day weekend in Pasadena, Los Angeles, California.
0: And Robert, the best part about it is that every one of these people they are a conscious, evolved individual. With the exception of you and me, they're yes. all conscious and they're yeah, all exactly. evolved. So yeah. you know we, we <laughs> had to we had to be the token people that weren't uh, right. you know in that state, but they were picked because of their consciousness.
1: We're, we're bringing up the unconscious rear.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no we, we need to be off the air before we start talking about that type
1: of stuff. Uh-oh, uh-oh, yeah, getting dangerous. Anyway, hey, listen, an extra day to prepare for advanced medicine, and it was all right. I think we did okay.
0: Yeah, I think it wasn't that bad, yeah. Considering sure, I'm like a... I am like I did not even look at the topic still. I think Don didn't even send it to me until 15 minutes before the show, so...
1: The the walking sleep that I am right now, and my son is—he like the bringing up the unconscious rear. We're gonna get teenage jokes now coming out. I can hear it, right? No, he's uh, all right, politically incorrect as they can be. Hey, Super Don, thanks for making it sound so good, Eric. Thanks on the board there. Uh, archives available through iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, UK Health Radio, and YouTube, as well as the Facebook live presentation from Doctor Rashid Batar and Advanced Medicine. Also, GCN, our home, and broadcast radio syndication, GCNlive.com. We'll be back next week for some more advanced medicine, but please plan ahead. Memorial Day weekend. We want to see you in Los Angeles with us. Dr. Batar. let them know what they need to know, because we got to go. The
0: power to heal is unequivocally yours. <laughs>